Hey, Podcast America, welcome to episode 20 of the Enlightened Neanderthals. And as always, we're going to start this off talking about Allegiance Holsters. Uh, you can find them at allegianceholsters.com. They have all of your outside the waistband, inside the waistband, and most importantly, they have prepackaged individual first aid kits, IFACs. You can get them either with a little belt pouch that goes on your tactical belt, or you can clip it on to, like, if you're a backpacker and you want to carry it on the waistband of your backpack. Or if you're just a normal, regular, everyday guy, you should still have three or four of these scattered around your house. So again, allegianceholsters.com and use checkout code TNW10 when you check out. So episode 20, we had my wife Jennifer in here. It was a really fun conversation. Um, We went over, uh, she's become a pretty serious backcountry mountaineer. And then also she was attacked in our garage uh, about a year and a half ago by a schizophrenic man who had just damn near murdered his own mother and came after her and she had the good sense to uh, defend herself. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool story of someone taking action in the heat of the moment and averting what could have been a really bad outcome. Yeah. More badass women are coming on our podcast. So I think we're making a market shift. Yeah, a female say, category yeah, for, listener for, <laughs> for a for a podcast that focuses on dude stuff. We've had some pretty awesome, uh, yeah. pretty awesome girls. Badass in girls. Last Love it. Episodes. Yep. Love it. All right, you guys, enjoy the episode. I didn't know fish had loins. To be honest with you, and I I'm have, just gonna. I have loins. I have loins. The fish of yeah. your loins. Yeah. Do they have nipples? Can you milk me? Fucker. We're, we're live, <laughs> by the way. Oh. Are we but, uh, of course we are. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's the best fish I've ever had, and it was a, uh, um, yeah, just well, we tender are. and. I should probably stop shit. <laughs> like <laughs> into the Jordan talking about fish. This <laughs> <laughs> is good pod. Yeah. This is this is great, great material. Yeah. Well, we're here with uh, Toby's wife Jennifer. Yeah, we've got uh, the ball and chain is. On the mats tonight. She's giving me the evil eye. Tomorrow we will have been married for 15 years. Holy shit. Congrats, hey, guys. Congratulations. That's, yeah. yeah. News to me. That's fucking awesome. So I know the entire story, but uh, Jennifer, where did you grow up? Tobin. Snowho. Snowho, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised? Born, well, Pretty much, yeah. Like, my parents didn't really stray far. Before um, before life started and you met me, what were you doing? Pining away. Yeah. Main- <laughs> <laughs> mainly thinking about you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I was born born and raised, Washington. Um, yeah, my parents just, they like, they like Snohomish County. My grandma lives here. They're just, this is where they want to be. So, Snohomish High School, it's good. Good place. Snohomish um, High School. Did you go to the freshman campus? Oh, yeah. The freshman campus. <clears throat> now it's a water park. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a locals only that, reference. That is Did weird. Did you go to Snohomish High, a, too? Yes. Oh, okay. That is weird that it's a, a water park now. Now, the freshman campus was, it was kind of crazy. Like, Greg's probably told you, but it was like two different middle schools, and then they combine yeah. freshman campus, who will, and it was like kind of this like, posturing and like especially with, with the males they're just like checking each other out oh, like yeah. are we gonna be cool are we gonna be friends are we gonna Bunch fight of adolescent chimpanzees put it together on a on a fucking 
new cage for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was kind of cool, though, because it was, like you said, two middle schools coming together, but freshman campus was just that. Even though you're in high school, there was no, you know, seniors, juniors, sophomores. So it's like you're in high school and kind of had like your own clubhouse. You didn't have to share it with us. Yeah, people. it was kind of awesome. Yeah, and it gave everybody a year to kind of figure it out before they were thrown in. Yeah. With the seniors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so the way Jen and I met is uh, our friend Greg, who most of you probably listened to The Endless Endeavor with Greg Anderson. He and I were in the Army together, and he is also from Snohomish. And so I would come home with him on long weekends to Snohomish. And Jen was a high school friend of his. And so because she knew that all the super handsome Ranger boys were hanging out, she wanted to come hang out. <laughs> Always. And, yeah. Yeah. That, that's how she and I met. Greg was actually on a mission to hook me up with a Ranger buddy, and it just never happened. Mm. Like, we tried. Fuck that guy. Fuck, fuck Greg? <laughs> or or no, fuck that no. Ranger guy? Uh, uh, fuck whatever friend that he was trying to hook you up with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, but we have a lot to get into. Um, I want to talk about the mountaineering, and then we also have the attack that happened in our garage. Was that a year and a half ago? Yeah, a little yep. over, yeah, about a year and a half ago. Yep, Jen was attacked in our garage in broad daylight, and so that's quite the wild story that we'll have to get into. Um, well, let's start with how you got into mountaineering, and that came after our second baby was born, and I will let you kind of take it a little bit. Yeah, that kind of just happened really slowly. It's sort of, the seed was planted when you and I and a couple friends did Camp Mirror, um, back when we were first dating and I had been a big hiker and I loved that. And I remember we got up to camp mirror and looking around, I was like, I, I would never be one of these people up here climbing this mountain. It's dangerous. You know, like we're just, we're just hiking up here for the day. But I remember looking around and seeing St. Helens and I was like, I could probably do that one. Like what's, what's that one all about? Started asking some questions and Greg was actually going to do it with me. I had two permits and then he hurt his knee. And then I ended up going with some girl I'd only met one time. It's like, Hey, do you want to sleep in the back of my car with me? And uh, I we'll, know her. we'll snuggle and, and we'll, we'll climb a mountain. She's like, yeah, that sounds kind of awesome. I'm like, I think we just became friends and uh, we did St. Helens. And then it was like, who was that? Well, now what can we do? That was Marie. Okay. Yeah. So we'd, we'd met one time and I knew she liked to hike and when Greg got hurt, I didn't want to bail on it. I was like, I still really want to do this. But I couldn't think of anyone who'd want to go with me. And I'd met this girl one time. And I was like, she seems pretty awesome. And she likes to hike. I mean, I'm just going to ask her. So I did. I sent her a message. And I was like, hey, got these permits. What do you think? What year was this? This was probably... It was after know. Lando was born. So it was probably 2016. I was going to say 2017. Okay. So pretty okay. close. Yeah. And... uh yeah, she was down. She was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So we didn't know what we were doing. We we're like Googling videos on how to glissade and like, I'm like, Greg, <laughs> can I borrow your ice axe? I don't even know if I need it, but I'll carry it because it'll look cool. Yeah. And then I'm like watching the videos. I was like, I totally need it because I want to glissade. And that's how, that's how I'm going to break. And I'm going to be an expert here. And we didn't know what we were doing. We we're like, we've got a map. It'll be fine. Is glissading the sliding down on your butt? Butt sliding, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a cooler <laughs> cooler way of saying butt sliding. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, sledding, but for professionals. It's yeah. kind of yeah. awesome. It's like one of those great joys as an adult. Like, you don't get to be a kid very often. And if you're in a mountain, you see a glissade track, you're like, 
Ooh, I'm going to sit down <laughs> and slide down that. It's so fun. And then what, you just drag the ice axe to control your speed? Yeah, I mean, if, like, there was a little glissade track up on Del Campo last weekend, I didn't need an ice axe. Like, you're just going to slow down. It's slushy. But if you're on a mountain mountain and it's a big track, you don't want to get out of control because typically there's rocks at the end. It's not going to end well. Mm. Um, so it's it's kind of, it's your braking system. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was Mount St. Helens. So that was Mount St. Helens. And after that, I was like, well, that's probably it. Like, I didn't really, I didn't really think about it, but I just kept hiking and someone was doing Mount Baker and they're like, yeah, we've, I'm going to go with a guide. It's like X amount of dollars and you'll probably be fine. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's do that. So we did, we did Baker, um, late season. So I didn't really know what I was getting into and, when you're in September on Baker, it's just, you're like hopping over cracks the whole time. And in my mind going into it, I'm like, okay, like there might be a couple crevasses. We'll just like walk around them and just don't fall in a crevasse and die. That's my like newbie, I know nothing mountaineering brain, right? It's going to be fine. What kind of like distances are these hikes? So. I mean, cause this, uh, th- you're, you've, Past the point of a hike, right? Now you're, like, literally climbing. Like, Anything with a crevasse is <coughs> past the point of that's, a hike. That's what I'm saying. Say. Anything yeah. where you bring an ice axe for yeah. no longer yeah. hiking. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, well, and it's funny because a lot of times people will be like, oh, how many miles was that? And I'm like, irrelevant. Yeah. Like, how much elevation gain per mile? Yeah. Let's yeah. talk yeah. about that. Well, even, even, like, just distance to get to that point. Right? Yeah. It's well, like, yeah, and you've got a heavy pack on. So Baker, it was, like, heavy pack to camp. Um, and then going up from there. So, do you, do you yeah, know so the there's miles like two camp. Uh, not at the top. Yeah. Of my head, so this no. is like this is like approach hiking where yeah. you gotta like you got to wear a different set of clothes or shoes or you know your boots rather, right? And then you're changing to get into like those kind of. Now distances? I do that, is that what you're at? but this was my first time, and okay. I wore my mountaineering boots the whole time. Hell yeah! Okay. Now I'm like I'm gonna wear trail runners until I have to take my trail runners off, and uh-huh. then I'll put my mountaineering boots on, and I will yeah. carry them. But on Baker, I didn't know that. So I was like just wearing my mountaineering boots the whole time. Yeah, just stiff sucks. as all hell. Oh, it like, sucks yeah. so bad. That's yeah, awesome. it just totally sucks. So live and learn, huh? Yeah, live and learn. I'm learning. Yeah, I lear- I, you learn a lot. Every time you learn something, you're like, okay, this gear didn't need that. This gear, need that next time. So yeah, every, every time you get a little bit smarter. Do you find yourself like looking more and more into gear and just like, oh, that'd be cool to get. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a gear nerd. I so. did in the beginning and now I'm kind of set. Yeah. She has yeah. two of everything. Yeah. She's no, good. Now Toby gives me the side <laughs> eye. If we, if we get a package from Aria, he's like, what the hell is that? You definitely don't need that. There was a while there where he's like, why, why, why are the backpacks having babies? I'm like, why did the mountain bikes have babies? They didn't. Oh, they did. N plus one. We have a lot of mountain bikes. No, I have two. You all have a lot of mountain bikes. See, see what happens here. So we just we we fifteen we just, years, y'all. Fifteen years, fifteen years, right yeah. here. Um, yeah, that's that's something that I've always like wondered about as far as gear goes. Like when you get into, um, like the approach hiking, like how that works for like, do you do you have a pack and all that stuff? You hike up to a camp and then you dump all the shit that you're not going to need for like the ascent. So I just spent a lot of money right away. So shout out Hyperlite packs. And I just, I bought a big Hyperlite pack and I'm like, I take all my shit out and I just roll it down and I just roll with that. So I don't have two backpacks. Okay. Yeah. Because it's the way those packs are designed is you can empty all your shit out. 
set up camp, take it all out. And then they just kind of like roll down on the top Mm -hmm. and you can use them for your summit as well. So you don't have to have a summit pack. And they're made out of like that almost see-through material. They're super like... It's it's really crinkly. Like you couldn't use it for hunting because it's really noisy. Yeah, but they're super, super light. Like It's it's a one pound pack. I can't remember what the uh, material is called that they make those out of. Yeah, I can't either. It's like a plasticky... It's almost like a tarp. Yeah, but well, they they and make tarps right, and tents, and they're super expensive. Are they? Okay. Yeah, because that that uh, material is like a super technical, yeah. lightweight, strong yeah. material. Yeah, and I don't have a pack by Hyperlite. I actually have a big Agnes tent, and it's kind of the same idea. It's Hyperlite, and I think the reason I have a big Agnes tent is because that's what I borrowed from Greg when I did Baker, and I was mm-hmm. like, I love this tent. So then I just ended up buying one of those. But they're also same idea, like super light. I'm all for spending a little more money if you can. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Do you always want to try and go lightweight versus, like, what's at what point do you, like, make the distinction between, like, okay, I'd rather spend a little bit more, um, I guess, expense and weight? Because, I mean, there there's, like, a tipping point of, like, yeah. I can get really expensive, super lightweight, and super expensive. Or it's, like, I want something a little more durable, might be a little heavier, and maybe a little bit less expensive. Like, is there like a, or do you just like, I want that Gucci shit and I'm going to get it. Um, I went for the Gucci shit. Like yeah. quite frankly, the Hyperlite is the Gucci shit. Yeah, fuck like yeah, it's, it is. it's about as expensive as it gets and it's as light as it gets. And yeah, yeah once, I cry once, no, and, uh, like no regrets, good. like absolutely no regrets. Um, it's worked out pretty well. Do you have like trekking poles and stuff you bring too, or is it so? Like I really no? embrace the one pole method. Like I just have one pole because a lot of times when you're you're like on a mountain and you're doing glacier travel, like you have an ice axe in one hand anyway, and so then maybe you have a pole in the other hand. And so now when I do any mountain, and also one of my buddies lost my other pole, so now I'm just like rocking <laughs> bastard. <away. laughs> I know I'm like bastard. Freaking go get go go get my pole. I don't care if it's sketchy. Go get my freaking pole. How do you lose um, it? Ske- sketchy yeah just over some sketchy scrambling and just lost my freaking pole but didn't buy another one didn't buy another one rude really it's okay they're honestly they're cheap ass no poles. it's not right. it yeah. was expensive <laughs> no they're cheap ass poles <laughs> so i i do cut co- cut corners on the poles okay but i don't know like i've been rocking the same one pole method for a while and it's 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 working out yeah yeah what's a, what's it like hiking around with an ice axe you just feel like a fucking killer yeah yeah, like <laughs> yeah. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> i don't need bear mace because i can murder you with my ice just, axe. i think if i had an ice axe there's no chance i would put it on my pack i just want to have it in my hand the whole time yeah, be swinging it, it around yeah, yeah. tossing yeah. it up in the air at the ranger station yeah. what's yeah. up guys <laughs> well it was funny because it was like that first saint helen's hike marie and i were both like we have ice axes we're so awesome and like, like fuck this thing well no honestly not actually we loved that thing it was like this is awesome we're badass but we didn't really know what to do with it yeah you know and now i know what to do with it but doesn't, at the doesn't time we're like this just a machete looks around cool. in the backyard <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so how many how many mountains have you have you climbed now so i've climbed all five washington volcanoes um which felt pretty cool and then uh we did mount hood last month unguided just two chicks climbing mount hood so that felt nice. that felt pretty cool yeah and uh two chicks one tent Two chicks, one forerunner, oh, actually. Oh. Yeah, the forerunner is clutch. The car-to-car action, no tent. Just do it all in one Note day. Note to self, get a forerunner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, tell us tell us. About <laughs> <laughs> you have a forerunner, dumbass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just keep sleeping with girls in it. You know, you can come in any time. Oh. 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 Okay, yeah. All right. I heard an invitation. Um, tell us about Mount Rainier. Uh, Mount Rainier. So I never thought I would do it. I was like, that's for real mountaineers. That's scary. I don't want to die. I've got kids. Yeah. Um, and but, there's, you know, to, to preface it, there's real crevasses up there and... Yeah, it's not like an irrational yeah, fear. Yeah, and several people die up there every year, and yeah. their bodies have to be yeah, evacuated. It's, it's not an irrational fear, but what happened was we did Baker, and the guide, Ryan, who's I've stayed in contact with, a good friend. If you ever want to do Baker, Northwest Alpine Guides, they're awesome. Uh, but we got done, and this was my first experience on a rope team, and it, there was five of us, so there's four of us plus the guide, and there were two other rope teams. Neither one of the other two rope teams made it. And we just like hauled ass up, hauled ass down. I was the only girl on the rope. And we were all the same speed. And I was like, that was awesome. But I had nothing to compare it to. Like I didn't understand like how annoying it would be if you were on a rope with people that were all different speeds. We were somehow all synchronized. We flew up, we flew down. And then... Ryan, the guide, was, like, so happy. He's, like, so proud of us. And he's, like, we just crushed that. That was awesome, you know. And I'm, like, cool. Yeah, that was awesome. But, again, I have I have no frame of reference. And so then he's, like, what's next? And I'm, like, I don't know. Go home, eat. I was, yeah, I was, like, this is about as scary as it's probably going to get for me. I'm, like, I couldn't do Rainier. And he looks at me, and he's, like, you could do Rainier right now. And I was, like, what? I could do Rainier right now? He's, like, we just went up that so fast and came back down. He's like, you could do Rainier. So then the wheels started turning and yeah, I was like, the seed is planted. The seed is planted, but that I'm also still like fear. I was like, yeah, Ryan, but people die. I don't want to die. You know, I'm a mom. I can't do that. He's like, but a lot of people don't die. And if you yeah. went with me and you went with a guide and we knew what we were doing, I was like, Hmm. So again, the wheels are turning, Yeah. you know? And so it didn't take long to where I was like, yeah, so that spot you said you could get me when you're guiding Rainier next year, I want that, you know. So that was that was a big deal. That was pretty cool. That yeah. felt that felt good. Rainier was 2020, 2019. It was either 2020 or 2021 because it was okay. still like are we are we going to go with people who are weird about the pandemic cuz we're like we're oh, fucking climbing yeah. a mountain, like I'm not wearing a mask, like this is not. This <laughs> you is, had a mask. This is stupid. Of a mountain. Was They're there like, someone up there with one? I'm sure there. I'm was. sure there was. Yeah. yeah. No. They're I'm like, sure. COVID's there was. up here. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get the COVID. I'm like, if you're climbing Rainier, you're probably gonna live. It's yeah. fine. So Rainier is what? Two days. One day to climb to base, and then one day to summit. So crazy people do it car to car. I mean, you can. Oh yeah. Like the, it's, the day it's not we unheard of. Hiked up to Camp Mir all those years ago. There was some guy who went car summit back to his car in about the same amount of time we went to camp mirror hung out for a few minutes and then came back down yeah my yeah. biggest thing was i didn't know how i'd do with altitude so yeah. i had done adams and that was like okay let me see how i do with altitude and that was 12 something and i was fine and so i'm like okay i can go over 10 i'm fine i go to 12 i'm fine but you still like you just don't know and so my biggest thing was altitude so it was kind of nice it was unseasonably warm this was what Last summer or the summer before? I guess this was the summer before summers. last. Two summers ago. Yeah, because I, I did Glacier Peak last summer, and that was my fifth volcano. So it was two years ago, and then we had that unseasonably hot weather. And 
they were like, yeah, we have to leave at 11 p.m. So you're like, cool, not sleeping at all because, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be right, able to. So let's, let's back up. That's, are you leaving 11 p.m. from the parking lot at Paradise? No, sorry, from, from Camp Mirror. So okay. we had hiked up during the day to Camp Mirror. And Which that alone is, is that a 5,000 foot? Or sorry, what's the elevation gain from Camp or from Paradise to Camp Mirror? Because that is a steep hike. Yeah, no, it's no joke. I'd have to look it up, but it's like I think it might be slightly less than five. Okay. It's, yeah. It's a gnarly. It's good. it's it's, yeah. it's a and big it's, day. In, it's a in steep itself. Stevens. Well, when you're carrying like all your three, shit five, up too, like three? you're yeah, carrying the big, big heavy big packs pack. with the sleeping bags and the tents. Yeah. Is so Par- is Paradise the one that has the um, like the parking lot? Yeah. Yeah, it's got okay. like a nice lodge. Okay. Yeah. We yeah, actually yeah. had like a nice dinner the night before. So we go up there and they're like, yeah, it's going to be pretty hot. And I'm used to the Alpine Star. Like I'm used to the concept where we don't sleep much and we get up early. The snow is going to get warm. Conditions are going to not be as great. But they're like, yeah, it's like really hot. So 11 p.m. it is. So we we didn't sleep. So I think by the time I'd summoned it and we came back down, I'd been up for 40 hours. I was super loopy. Um, <laughs> super loopy. Like it's the way you want to be on a mountain. Yeah, one glass of wine to celebrate when we came down. And I was I was crying, crying, in the park. <laughs> <laughs> not, not crying emotionally, crying because I was laughing so hard. Okay, oh, that's awesome. I forgot the question. There was a question in there somewhere. I just, okay, so we you went from Paradise up to Camp Muir the first day. Then you have an 11 p.m. start, basically yes. the same day. Yes. So okay. no sleep really for anyone. What time did you guys summit? I want to say like around eight o'clock in the morning or something. Like it was super yeah. early. Yeah, but yeah. so that's a nine-hour through nine the hour night track through the night. Yeah, yeah. Most of it was in the dark. Um, sunrise happened. I think we were at around thirteen thousand feet when sunrise happened, and that was like mind-blowing, glorious. Yeah, I'll bet. so amazing. Your question? Yes. Headlamps. What are about you? Them? Are you what kind of headlamp are you like just a petzl kind of a setup or you got like some special headlamp that you like or so i got sold on the rechargeable ones just because like your ba- well i mean it makes sense for multiple reasons but like your battery is never going to be dead if you just charge it the night before and yeah so yeah i don't know i've got a it's black diamond okay yeah, yeah i just wasn't sure if there was one. like okay uh yeah. well, you know because some people get kind of gear queer on yeah i don't i don't think i'm that like stuck on gear i mean i think sorry i, I, I am I'm no i know i sense like, that God. about you but no i mean i think i bought like pretty nice gear to start and when it wears out i'll replace it like mm-hmm. i mean to be fair my hyperlight packs are looking pretty rough they're they're not they're oh, not they, looking they're very picturesque fine, trust <laughs> me. they're dirty yeah, yeah well they're they're well they're kind of shredded too oh, like they're sake. i know toby's like don't you dare buy another backpack <laughs> Um, hey, I get I, it. I actually I, have a follow-up gear question. When I need gear, I'm gonna talk to talk to, talk to Jordan. Jordan. He'll be like, "Buy it, do it." Camp, this Camp Muir back. Camp Muir is at like ten thousand five hundred feet, right? It's at ten thousand. Yeah. What uh, What stove did you guys use? Oh, good question. <laughs> was I it red? Yeah, I know. I'm like, okay. Is it a little black bag? Yeah, probably. Well, it matters because like at certain elevations, you have like like you get canister stoves that won't work. So then you have these, like, the red fuel canisters or whatever, and, like, you can you can plug that in, and it's, like, white gas or... Yeah, I don't think whatever. we were that crazy. Remember, it was unseasonably warm. Did so. you boil water for coffee, or did you just eat dry food and water and move on? So we boiled water just to filter snow, but 
I don't remember drinking coffee in the morning because it was 11 p.m. Like, no one has time. <laughs> it wasn't the morning. No one has time <laughs> I for guess that. that's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Have Te- a cocktail and head yeah, out. Yeah, Teach wine. their own. But yeah. I was just like, I don't even want to eat anything. Let's just go. What do you normally eat when you go? Do you take, like, Mountain House dehydrated food meals? Or are you trying, oh, no, they go, like, peanut they butter and tortilla, lady? No, okay. no, no. Well, it depends on what we're doing. So now that we've done St. Helens a couple times, now we get freaking retarded. Like, we... We'll carry filet mignon up there and crab legs. Like I'll, I'll be making old fashions. Like I have never seen a more delicious spread on a mountain than your Instagram. Yeah, and you had like a full fucking charcuterie Sh- board. Charcuterie board. Yeah, yeah. No, we get stupid. Like, We're like, how stupid? <laughs> can have we you make seen this? that picture? So what, this, they're like in snow, and there's this like charcuterie board that's out there and it's like what the how the hell a couple of cocktails yeah Yeah. well and so that's that's the like irony i'm like let's buy the hyper light pack so that we can carry a fifth of tequila like some glasses 15 pounds of steak eight pounds of cinnamon rolls i get it how do you cook it up i'm with you so usually we cook it ahead of time then we just like reheat it reheat it yeah so like use a little msr stove and a little shallow pan and yeah. just kind of heat it up. Yeah, just kind of heat it up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've You're done. bougie. We're super bougie. Side <laughs> yeah. note, pocket bacon. Pocket bacon. Yeah, we had pocket bacon on pocket bacon. Glacier Talk, Peak. You're talking my That's language. Pocket bacon. You pull out, you're like, you're, you're running low on steam. You're like, not quite there yet. Pocket bacon. Your you body's pull, heating it up. Yeah, you pull that out. The pocket bacon. I mean, so is this got pre- all your salt pre cooked bacon? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. No, I'm not. I thought you meant like it warms up <laughs> no, in your pocket no, you take, from friction. Nobody has time bacon. for that, Mike. <laughs> and you line your grundle with it, <laughs> Jesus. and that way, as you're walking, it's soaking up flavor and warming up. Pocket uh, bacon. You just pocket uh, bacon. You reach all the way down in there oh. and pull out that strip. It's I'm like some Attila the Hun shit. No. Also prevents monkey butt. Oh, oh shit! Pocket bacon. Well, it's the grease that bacon. keeps it. I'm telling yeah, it keeps, you, it keeps it lubed up. So yeah, no, I like. I think I actually eat pretty healthy on mountains. It's funny because I, I'll go with people and they'll be like, "Here's all my junk food," and I'm like, "I don't really want junk food. We have to do like five thousand feet of elevation. I want real food." See, so, I'm, I'm the opposite. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> like fine. when it's hiking a lot time. Of my friends it's are. baby Ruth and yeah, Kit Kat no, a lot of my Ruth. friends are, but I'm like that doesn't fuel me. That's like not what I want. I mean, no judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did get. <laughs> I did get my life saved by gummy worms once. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Have I mean, you have you had any like the elevation sickness and stuff going on up there? You know, I haven't. I've been really lucky. Like, I think no one is feeling good over like. We hit like that 13,500 foot like rest mark on Rainier. Like no one's feeling good. You're not like, I thrive I'm awesome. Yeah. yeah. You're not like, I'm going to run up the rest of this. Like yeah. you're, you're slowed down yeah. for sure. But like, I don't. You're not hanging out with a guy named Ami Sherpa or anything no. like that? No. Like there? one of the people on our rope threw up, but it was just like, they were fine. We didn't have to go back down. They're like, throw up and rally. Let's go. Like, I think that's not completely uncommon. Um you know, a lot of people get headaches, so. What What do you, is there like a, a medical um, thing you guys do for that? If Or is it just like, hey, You just got to go back down. Oh, really? Yeah, just no, like, you're hey, kind of fucked. Like if someone truly gets altitude sickness, like you just got to go back down. Is there signs or symptoms for oh, yeah. it? Or what, what, yeah. what would no. those be? My friend Kristen, so she, I've done a lot of like hikes with her, climbs with her. Like we, we just did Hood. We did Glacier Peak last year. She has done so much and she still hadn't gotten Rainier until last weekend. And it was because she had tried twice. She'd gotten permits twice. 
two times she had went with someone who got altitude sickness and like, what are you going to do? You can't be an asshole. You got to take care of them. You got to take them back down. So super disappointing. You don't just tell them to butt slide. Yeah. You don't just tell them to glissade back down. Good luck. So like she'd gotten shut down a couple times, but yeah, that's all you can do. You just got to go back down. I've never take, gotten. You gotta take care of them if they're at that point where they're. Yeah, yeah. If, if they're the like confused and like, you know, disoriented, like, I don't know. The like one me in the parking lot. Well, like the one, <laughs> like the one person that threw up on our rope, like, was pretty experienced, and so they threw up, and they're like, "I'm fine," and like we all we knew them well enough to be like, "Okay, they're fine," but. um you know, if I was with someone less experienced and they were throwing up and they were not fine, you just got to go back down. When you go from high elevations to lower, do you ever get sinus pressure or headaches or does it take a little bit to, you you never get ear, nose, nose and throat stuff coming down from high elevations to low? I personally don't. Like, I think I've been pretty, I think I'm pretty lucky. I mean, it definitely gets harder when you're high, when you're higher. Yeah. Um, but no, I've been pretty lucky. Like, I always wonder, I'm like, is my turn coming? Like, is it just going to hit me someday? But well, so far, so good. Yeah. I, I was, I experienced that one time of like elevations, a real thing. Yeah. Um, we were in, I think we were in Maui, and there's a volcano. I can't remember what that yeah. volcano's name is, but you can drive damn near to the top of it. So we went from... Is that Mauna Loa, or is that the one on the big island? Uh, I, I have honestly have no clue. Okay. Uh, somebody with a map could tell me, but I don't know. Um, but you drive from sea level all the way up to the top of this, mount, or this uh, volcano, and then we went to go take pictures... <laughs> And there was some stairs and I went, I was in good shape. I was in, this was like, this was like two, two, three years out of like college wrestling. Like I was, I was in pretty good shape and I went to go run up these stairs and it was maybe 30 steps. You got humbled as fuck. Oh, I got, I was like, (laughs) no, I got to the top and I was like, what the fuck is wrong? And then I was like, cause I thought like, I didn't even think about, oh, we're higher elevation. I was just like, there's a. There's a problem here, and so, uh, am did I, I get drunk this morning? Yeah, am there I is a problem? Am I am I gonna die? Like, what what is going on? Yeah, yeah, and then realize like, oh, we're like thirteen thousand foot up, like from the yeah. sea level. Yeah, yeah. In no, it's no joke. Forty five minutes, and yeah. now I'm, yeah. you know, I've, well, I've had altitude sickness at like eleven thousand feet. Yeah, it can strike any time. Yeah, it it sucked. Um, trying to think, this is uh, this was in the Hindu Kush in Afghanistan. And we'd been pushing the speed going uphill because we were trying to intercept some uh, uh, Al-Qaeda fighters who had been picked up crossing the border from Pakistan into Afghanistan. And so we were on like a like an intercept course with them, like climbing as fast as we could. And everybody was starting to run out of gas. We went from 5,000 feet at the valley floor to, I think we maxed, we hit snow at like 12,000 feet and we're starting to pothole through the snow and realize that we're on a fool's errand. Um, but somewhere around 11,000, 11, I started having like the dry heaves and nothing I could like a little bit of vertigo kind of. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't, it sucks. Cause especially in the Ranger battalion, you're supposed to never quit no matter yeah, what. Yeah, What do you do in the military in that situation? Yeah. Yeah. But for, I mean, I think everybody on the patrol was having a difficult time. So it was kind of like, all right, we've sort of hit our limit here. It, this no longer makes sense. And then we hit the snow and it was like, all right, now we can't walk anymore. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail that. Um, what is the summit of Mount Rainier? What's the elevation? Uh, 14,411, I believe. Oh, it is 14K. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking it was high 13s. 
No. Yeah, so that's that's significant, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so how long do you guys stop on the summit? Is it is it literally like get there, snap a photo, and like, all right, we gotta we gotta chop chop. Yeah, that is so it was that is a good question. it was kind of funny because doing it guided, like rain, like Ryan's kind of like, you guys got to go back down. So it was kind of funny. We got up there. You get up there, and you don't realize it's a giant freaking crater. So you're like walking across this crater, and most people, at least me, growing up here, yeah, I never, never I never really realized like there's a big ass crater on Rainier. So you walk across this crater, and then you sign the the register, the summit register, and then everybody's taking their photo ops. And my friend Eric and I, who did it together, we're like, well, this isn't the true summit. And like some people are fine with that, but we're like, oh hell no, we got to walk to the true summit. So yeah, the true summit, yeah, we came this far. So the true summit's just, it's a little bit further. And like Ryan's like, okay, you guys got to hurry though. We're like, yeah, we'll hurry, we'll be right back. So. Only two other people that we were up there with, all three of our rope teams made it, uh, which they said was unusual. They're like, us guides, normally we got to turn around with someone, but everybody made it, which was cool. So it was like Eric and I and two other dudes are like, no, we're going to True Summit. Like, we like we have to stand there. We made it this far. Um, I already forgot the question. God dang it. Uh, I said, how long did you guys hang out oh, there? Oh, right. Okay. So anyway, he did not want us to really like... I think part of their guiding thing is like they want to be out, out of there by like a certain time, right? And they're yeah. getting paid to be there. I get it. Yeah. Um, but had we not done it guided, I think we would have hung out a little bit longer. Okay. Um, but again, we were up there at that unseasonably hot weather. So when we started coming down, I was roasting. I was yeah. stuffing snow down my sports bra. <laughs> I was stuffing snow under my hat. But the snow is so intense that you can't really take layers off. And I don't think it would matter if you had. Yeah. 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 Like, we're just, like, cooking. So. We have a friend, Christy, who got pretty burnt on us. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah. yeah. Let's hear about that. Okay. First starters. No, no, no. Hang on. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So, is you're, like, that's, like, 30 minutes then maybe at the top or less Probably. Than that? Yeah. Okay. No, probably, probably about 30 minutes. Yeah. That was about enough time to, like pee, have a snack, sign the register, go to True Summit, take some photos. It might have been longer than 30 minutes. I don't honestly know. It all kind of runs together. Have you taken a flight out of uh, Seattle and flown over Rainier and been like, fuck yeah, I've done that? Oh, now every time I see it, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Just when it's a nice day and you see it. And yeah, it's such a big... I've been there. It's such a I, big... I'd be mountain. shouting on the plane. Oh, yeah. It's like I such a... That. It's such a big presence. We get on the oh, intercom like, thing for a minute. So <laughs> it's like larger than life. And it's... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm growing up here. I see it... Everywhere. All, all the time. I look down and it's like, yeah. look at fucking Rainier no, right now. How wild. Every time I drink a beer, I'm like, oh, and you can't, shit, look you at that. Can't <laughs> there it you is. You can't <laughs> explain it. Like, when you're up there, like, you can't explain... How big it is. Like when you're heading out from Camp Mirror and you're starting to head up and you can see headlamps like up way ahead of you, you know, like just the, I don't know, the size of it. Like you can't, you can't explain it. It's kind of like I've spent some time on some mountains. Not, I haven't summoned a Rainier or anything, but. I once just drank 26 Rainiers. (laughs) That I can believe. You once drank a Rainier on Rainier. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, But there is something being around. It's kind of like space, looking at space or looking at the ocean or, you know, these things that'll humble you. Being on top of a mountain like that where it's just a giant ice field as far as, you know, you can even see almost. And uh, it is a nice reset. And there's something about it. Like my wife will kind of 
she doesn't give me crap, but it's like, I want to go hunting. I can't wait to go hunting. And she's like, oh, you're just out there hanging out with your friends in the woods. But it's like, no, there's something about being in this environment. And I choose to relax out here. And when you come back, you're like a completely different person. Everything's mellow. Your stresses are diminished. I mean, they'll still be there, but it just, it's a reset for your body and your brain. I feel like 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We we talked about that a couple of weeks ago where it's like, all you're thinking about is where's my overwatch position for tonight and tomorrow morning. And what are we eating at midday? Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Other than that, you're just thinking about moving to get to your spot. Spot looking, observing, thinking. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But it provides a lot of thinking time. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean. when it's like you have to put one foot in front of the other for, what, eight hours sometimes maybe? And it's like it just – you have to – whatever's kind of going on in your head, it forces you to examine or kind of deal with just because that's the only thing you have right there is what's in your head. So, it, it, I don't know. It's well, med- I, I think Steak that I think that grind, like, it's not that super high intensity. It's a grind, right? Yeah. It's, you're uncomfortable for a long time, but you're like, you kind of want to disassociate with, with what's going on with your body a little yeah. bit. So then you get into your own head and you can think through all that stuff. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing like a high intensity workout, you got to focus on the task at hand. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. You got to hit that autopilot. And yeah. Kind of just, yep. I think yeah. it allows you we, we to. We call that droning in the Yeah. Army, it allows you, you to think about your shit. Yep. Yeah. kind of, you kind of tune out and you just keep walking and it actually gets to the point where I've slept while walking with a backpack on. I just grabbed a hold of I believe of that. I've seen you sleep. You can sleep anywhere. Well, everybody does. Well, it's, it's kind of like driving, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you sleep when you're houses. driving? Yep. All the time. <laughs> I'm going to get a time. quick you know. 20 before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you d- you're going down the freeway, and then, like we said, yeah, you got a half hour, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, my exit. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, I yeah. don't, I don't remember. Just I just Holy fuck, out. when totally. did we cross the Oregon border? Yeah. You're not wrong. And so... Like, I find myself in, like, in hikes or um, just even running or anything like that um, where I'll find, like, a pattern, and all of a sudden, like, I'll just be doing what I'm doing, and it's, like, a breathing pattern, and I yeah. feel like... <sighs> in two, three, out two, three. In two, three, out two, three. Yeah. Repeat and then, for hours. Yeah, and then it's just, it's like, oh, I got a fucking beat that I'm fucking going to, and the the breath work, and then the, you know... The cracking of my knees or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, it's, I'm beatboxing with my body. Um, oh, man. All right. So coming off the summit, is it, is it just fucking miserable walking down after that? So the weird thing is. Or are you so sort of high on endorphins? Like, fuck yeah, America, we did it. You know, it's funny because like a lot of mountains like the last few miles are just fucking miserable. Like they're the hardest part, right? Yeah. You know, just you got to put one foot in front of the other. Everything feels broken. You're exhausted. You want your freaking cheeseburger. Like, let's get out of here. Rainier was weird. I literally ran down and I was like, I know I'm doing this guided, but Ryan, I'm just like, I'm out. I got to go. Um, I didn't want to walk down slow. I was just like, I can plunge step down this thing. This and is like, after you got back to Camp Muir. Yeah. I was, stayed ju- roped up. I was just like, no, you're not roped up at that point. No, no, I'm no. Just, you stayed roped up back You to stayed Camp roped Mirror. up back to Camp Muir, yeah. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but I was just like high, you know. And if it had been a rocky 
asshole trail, then obviously I couldn't have done that. But when you're in snow and you can plunge step, like it's, it's easy on the knees and I'm just like so elated from everything we just accomplished. And I'm like, I just want to go like, this is amazing, you know, just high. So I've never ran down a mountain like that after doing something (laughs) that intense, but just nothing hurt, you know? And that's, that's actually like a big, that's a big, like, uh, benefit of snow too, like glacier travel, doing snowy mountains. Yeah. Like your knees are not cranky the way they are after, you know, you could do a really intense hike on a rocky trail and you're going to be so much more beat up than after doing like a snowy peak. If you're, yeah, you're just cushioned. Yeah. Do you, you said, uh, when you're heading back, all you're thinking about is that cheeseburger or whatever. Do you have any kind of traditions for post, like for meal? Like, I mean, you get done with something like that. For me, it's always like beer and pizza. You want French fries. You want carbs, you know, burger. My my favorite thing is I like to have a cooler in the car with ice that will be intact, and I want, like, an iced latte immediately. Okay. Oh. Then I'll drink my alcohol drink. Yeah. But, like, I, <laughs> but like I just want that iced latte yeah. immediately. Yeah, and yeah. then, yeah, typically we'll have something cold to drink in the car, you know, otherwise, but... Mexican food. I want, oh, I want, yeah, I want Mexican right. food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want yeah. salty chips. I yeah. want spicy salsa. Yeah. I want that margarita. Mm-hmm. Mexican food. Even after skiing, there's nothing better than hitting La Hacienda oh, so on good. the way back from the mountain. Oh, yeah. Oof, yeah, we've barely right made the cutoff a couple yeah. times. Oh, they, yeah. you know, they, know, they know my number. <laughs> they got my number. Yeah. So uh, good. So good. All right, so now tell us about the time you burned Christy's face off. Oh, Jesus. I didn't, yeah, like, uh, we heard we've, we've been married for 15 years, and this one over here is like, this is a failure in leadership. I'm like, listen here, <laughs> Sergeant Folk. Well, Fucking Sergeant Folk, this is a failure in leadership. Rawr. When you are the experienced person, it is incumbent upon you to share that experience with your friends. Yeah, who I said put on sunscreen. You. They didn't. Uh-huh. All they right. certainly did not. Yeah, no, they did not at all. So, no, it was a learning experience for me, too, like, obviously I'm going to be the sunscreen Nazi next time and like make sure like I'm going to annoy the shit out of everyone. Like, did you reapply? Did you put your sunscreen on? Like <laughs> I'm going to be obnoxious about it completely. Yeah. So and to be fair later at the river, she's going to be hounding the boys about sunscreen. I'm going to be going, shut yeah. up. Leave I know alone. to yeah. be fair, yeah. I'm like trying not to be overly anxious and like annoy people. Well, they talk about like snow blindness, right? And like, yeah. like you see those people with like the super, cool sunglasses oh, the that they wear, goggles. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. No, uh, it's, have you ever experienced any of that where it's just like, holy shit, this is... No, it gets bright as fuck, for sure. your retina. Yeah. No, I think, I think I knew from the beginning just to be really careful with sun. Um, just because even when we did Camp Mirror, I think Brian told us, he was like, shove sunscreen up your noses. Like, get it everywhere. Yes. And uh, so I think just from that point on, I was like, okay, sunscreen is a thing and just going to... I, I don't burn super easily, though, so I honestly don't reapply. I don't even think I reapplied on Rainier. Like, I can just... You just bronze up there. I bronze. Yeah, yeah both, <laughs> both of you guys are pretty fucking... We're, we're pretty yeah, bronzy. very olive Yeah. Yeah, so... But, no, I, 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 no, I feel bad about it. I feel super bad about it. Like, mm-hmm. shut up, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you whiskey. You need to behave. Yeah. Podcast America, Toby said... Jordan can't get too drunk, so Jen brought whiskey. <laughs> well, guess what, guys? Guess, guess what? He's a little pink. He's, he's a little I, pink I over there. I think that's more due to the, uh, the morning roll. And the, oh did God. you get in the sauna? I didn't get in the sauna. You know, I'm worried about the... 
the infection. Oh, yeah. Um, care to elaborate? Nope. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> what was her name? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, but like, honestly, that, that was a good learning experience for me because we had 12 people with us on St. Helens and it's a great like beginner. I want to do something big. I want to challenge myself. Like this might be the only mountain someone does, but they want to climb a mountain. Did you just open a beer with an iPhone? I did. Yes. That's a fucking expensive. Uh, I can only imagine if you crack the case. Dude, there's, there's an app for that. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Jen. Sorry. <laughs> um, Next time with your teeth. Yeah, that's even oh, more expensive. Cool, yeah. Trust me, I know. New crown. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh-huh. So Learning experience, 14 no one, people. No one can see that. He just showed me a gap, and he's missing a tooth. Yeah. Oh, there it Lit- is. Literally missing the a old, tooth. The old bottle opener. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, we had 12 people, and out of the 12 of us, two of us had done it in the winter before. One other guy had done it in the summer, and then everyone else was just like a newbie. So... You know, it was kind of a learning experience. We had three walkie-talkies, and we're like, we've got three paces. So we're going to have, like, one walkie-talkie out in front, one walkie-talkie for the middle people, and one walkie-talkie for anyone bringing it up in the rear. We can stay in contact, make sure everyone's accounted for, no one gets lost. So for me, when I was talking over the walkie, it was more like, you can do it, don't stop, like, where are you guys at, like, keep going, it wasn't like, put on your Shut fucking sunscreen. Shut up, I'm sunscreen. back here sucking. <laughs> well, yeah, I wasn't like, put on your fucking sunscreen, or your sunglasses on, like, that wasn't like a thought for me, you mm-hmm. know, I was more like, don't. Motivation. Yeah, don't it was stop. more like, don't quit, yeah. you know, I wasn't like, hey, what's going on with, like, your sunscreen situation, but it's, it's a good reminder that just, like, if no one's, if someone hasn't done that before, I'm going to harp on it more next time, for sure. I felt awful. Well, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, again, it's not something you're thinking of. You're thinking of, like, let's get them to the top. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I knew they had goals. Which is fair. Yeah, I knew they had goals. I knew how disappointed they'd be if they didn't make it. And so I was just like, we got to get them up here, you know? And my friend Dave was up there, and he's so awesome. He's just like... He's kind of like a Robin Williams type where he's just Harry like... Harry as fuck. He didn't need sunscreen? No. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Sun rays. Ooh, what am I going to do? Like, I don't... Like, I don't... No, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, like, he works out a lot. He's, like, super into it. And I think it's... You know, he's kind of... It's what he does for his mental health. Okay. And... But he's just all... He's also everyone's, like, biggest cheerleader. He's just a cool guy. He's in his 50s. And I was just like, Dave, you need to climb a mountain. And so this was two years ago. I'm like, you need to climb a mountain. He's like, I'm smiling so big right now. I'm so happy, you know. And so we had permits for St. Helens the previous year. And then the first time we were supposed to go, there was crazy, like, 40-mile-per-hour winds maybe. And I just I hated to tell Dave that. He was so excited. I'm like, we can't do it. You know, he's crushed. I'm like, okay, let me see. All the permits are sold out for the weekends. Can you get a weekday off if I can find, like, a random Monday I'll go climb this mountain with you, right? So then we find like the random Monday. We get a few permits. We're going to go. He gets freaking COVID. Mm. So anyway, his his hopes were dashed last year. And so fast forward to this year, he is trying to make it up. And it's just like, I know how much it means. And I was so proud of him because he was like bringing up the rear. We didn't know what happened to Dave. Christy had made it up. Logan was right behind her. That's her 14-year-old son. And so I'm like, I can't stand it anymore. I got to go down and get Dave. I might not see you guys again at the top because depending on how far down he is, I'm not going to turn around and come back up. And so Christy's like, you tell Logan he keeps going no matter what. And so I go down a little ways. I see Logan. Like, your mom says you better not stop. 
He's like, hell yeah, I'm not freaking stopping. I'm like, awesome. So then I know he's good. And so I go down like one false summit, no Dave. One false summit, no Dave. Like, oh shit. You know? And so then I'm like, I see Dave coming up and he's like, Jen? Like, yes. So he had like rolled his ankle and he's like, I just stopped, took a Vicodin. <laughs> I think my ankle's better. He like, is like Robin Williams. Yeah, no, he's just like, <laughs> I, and so, he, but he's kind of doing this thing in his head where he's like, I kind of, he's like, I don't want you guys waiting for me. Nobody's waiting for me. And I'm like, Dave, I will drink whiskey in the parking lot literally all night. If it takes you all night, if you can make it and you think your ankle's good, I'll be there waiting for you. I don't care. And he just gets this big smile and he's just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go, you know? And so it was super cool. I gave him my walkie. I radioed up to Eric and the rest of our group. And I'm just like, Dave's going to take the last walkie. Like he's going to do this. I'm like, I don't care if I'm here all day long, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was so awesome. Cause when he finally came back down, down to the parking lot, like he had made it, you know, he had made it to the top. It was just, it was two years in the making. It was so cool. And That's awesome. it was just awesome. So he was yeah. pumped. He was super pumped. And then he like, kind of had like a tear slide down his eye because he's just like I knew Jen would be here but I, I didn't think the rest of you would wait for me because like everybody waited yeah. I'm like hell yeah they're gonna wait like they're gonna go back up and get you with me like I'm not letting them leave yep. um but no they waited because they wanted to and it yeah. was pretty cool yeah. yeah and so it was so it was awesome everybody summited Christy summited 14 year old Logan summited like even though he didn't know what he was getting himself into and it was pretty <laughs> yeah. cool so we had a couple people burn as fuck, and we'll do better next time. But all in all, everybody made it. Yeah, that was good. Nice. That's awesome. Well, so we talk about Rainier a lot because it's it's the tallest one, so it's like the crown jewel. Which has been your most difficult? Ooh. You know, it's funny. I actually, like, in a way, Glacier Peak is kind of harder. That's the one I expected. It's such say. a fucking slog. Yeah, it's such a fucking slog. Is it slog. just because it's a long approach? Yeah. And you're, like, I mean... Is it what, what so was the approach? Is that not in the Glacier Peak? The whole National? thing is like thirty miles or like thirty something miles, but it's yeah. just like big days. So like the first day in, we wanted to go all the way to like the yeah, they were like we wanted to go pretty far the first day, and that was a hard day for me. Heavy pack, like ton of elevation gain, um, and then you got to just get up, get up, and do it again the next day, and then you got to go all the way back out, and it was it was a tough one. Um. It, and it's again, you're not plunge stepping on the way out like you're on a trail say trail. You're on rocks. Yeah, so yeah, it's so it's it's, it's aggravating. Climbing at the end, it's just a long. Yeah, it's just fucking annoying, and you're like, yeah. am I ever going to be out? So like that one was mentally challenging to the point where you're like, and some people like to look at their mileage. I don't like to go with people who like to look at their mileage. I'm like, I get in a mindset where I can literally do this all day. I tell myself I'm doing this all day, and then if I get there sooner than dark, I'm happy. You know, like I don't even want to know how much further we have to go. So that's helpful. But yeah, Glacier Peak was a freaking slog. Do you use your phone as a tracking device or you use GPS or? So Toby got me a Garmin, which yeah. has been pretty cool. Like so the InReach or? Yeah. I, I wanted yeah. her to have that SOS yeah. feature where, yeah. granted, help is still 18 hours out yeah, when it's you not activate it. But it could be a, it could be a flight. But no. Yeah, yeah. send a helicopter. Yeah, no, it's super helpful. I think some people feel overly protected with a Garmin. Yeah. Like, they, oh, well, I they, got my Garmin. I'm, I'm good. A, I'm going to call 911. Yeah, like, it doesn't work that way, yeah. you know? <laughs> Uber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Uber so that, that signal goes to a monitoring office in, I think, Colorado. And from there, they just pick up the phone and start trying to contact your local sheriff's department and state patrol 
And from there, then you have to wait for the search and rescue team to get organized, brought together. Or maybe they do try to take the helicopter out. But I think people need to realize that that's not an instant fix. It's, it's definitely a good thing to have with you. But you're also going to have to, uh, you know, do first aid and survive for a long yeah. time before search and rescue gets to you. But well, uh, you can get messages out, right? Text yeah. out? Yeah, we can text um, each other when nice. she's... Yeah. You know? yeah, honestly, one of the biggest features that's been nice about that is, like, sometimes we push it and we do these really big days, mm-hmm. and it's dark out. Like, we're coming out of the trail at like 9.30, pretty late with our headlamps on, and it's really nice for me to be able to text message Toby and just be like... We're almost out or we're out. Are the we're kids in the parking in bed. lot? Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you wearing? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> are there tacos? Tell Lando to quit drinking. Yeah. Um, but no, that's been nice to have that text feature when I don't have service just to say like, hey, I'm alive. Um, but yeah, there was just some gal who was super experienced and she just went missing. She activated her Garmin. And I haven't followed back up on it, but I know they, they like weren't able to find her. So I hope they've found her now, but she had been, that's another good point is if you, uh, activate that SOS feature, it's time to stay put. Well, and I think she didn't realize, so like hers died. And so like, you know, so then they're going off of where it last pinged, um, yeah, so that's tricky, you know, because, like, if I'm cold and it's snowy, like, I think my instinct at some point is going to be to move yeah. so, I'd, so I don't freeze to death, you know? Like, yeah. I'm probably not going to want to just sit down. Do you but have, then if you activate it, I don't know. Do you have, like, uh, again, more gear questions? Uh, Bring it on, Jordan. Yeah, do you, do you have, like, a um, an emergency setup of, like, a bivy sack that's, like, a, you know, the little pizza transport bags that you get in with some hand warmers or anything like, like that a, that you yeah. do so I, I have an emergency blanket like oh, i care i carry way too much shit honestly like this last hike we went on last weekend I'm what like, a God. woman i'm like typical no i'm like i've got way too much shit but then like you're happy when you have it and things go wrong right yeah. oh yeah and then like sometimes i'll have two of something and then my friend inevitably will forget that thing and i'm like oh weird i've got another one mm-hmm. You know, so like I think I carry too much shit, but like but they, I don't. That's I don't also have like a cost. Like normally, so they they say like there's a cost of like maybe inexperience or uh, which you're not now, and like you've done it enough. Um, but to like so well, I'm going to carry more stuff than I think I need. Yeah, and I do because it's important to do that. And yeah. then some people will go, well, I can do it. No, it's an ego thing, right? It some is people an go one hundred percent. I don't need thing. that. Ah, yeah. I don't need that. I'm not going to yeah. do it. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh shit, I'm yeah. in a sticky situation, and I got. And they'll like judge you, like, yeah. why the fuck do you have that? And I'm like, well, you Just know what? If you fall and hurt yourself, you'll be happy I have I, it. So. Yeah. I broke my ankle. I should have brought a fucking yeah. Game Boy while I wait for surgery. Yeah, no doubt. I'm out of battery. I mean, you're lucky I have these eight pounds of cinnamon rolls because right. I'm going to feed you. Yeah. I yeah. like your buddy that had Vicodin. <laughs> yeah, no That's doubt, not dude. a bad idea. I mean, the amount of times I've twisted a knee starts to does hurt a, and yeah. ankle an, goes a line out. on that or? Well, no, he, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, asking for a friend. So he, well, he had hurt his ankle prior to St. Helens and because he had had to cancel twice the previous year, he went anyway. So that's why he had the Vicodin because oh. he knew his ankle was fucked up and he was going to go anyway. So. So yeah. without that, he wouldn't have been able to climb it, Pry. So drugs. I don't know. I believe in, in the situation? spirit that he might have pulled through. He just would have yeah. been a lot more pain. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like yeah, in yeah. my mind, he was going to make it to the top no matter what. I don't even yeah. fucking care. Like quite frankly, if he was, if he had been like, "Will you go back to the top with me?" I probably would have just to get him back up there. Like in my mind, he was making it. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I agree. The Vicodin was the Vicodin was good. <laughs> Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. hurt. I mean, I, good, I have wussy ibuprofen. What do I know? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I need to upgrade my standards. I don't know. Get some fentanyls and make it halfway yeah. up and start yeah. leaning like, on the mountain. What's yeah. this shit? They're cheap and you can find them everywhere. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's uh, let's call it pee break because I'm over here two fisting coffee and beer. And uh, we're water. due. So, more like uh, a poop, right? You know what I mean? Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. We shall return. Uh, a situation where, like, you have all of the whiskeys to try. Canadian's terrible. What's that? When you try them all together, Canadian's the worst. Mm. Oh, Canadian's I the worst? I don't like Canadian really? whiskey at all. Oh, dude, I, Isn't I'm Pendleton Canadian? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pendleton's awful. pretty oh, it's good. awful. I love I it. I thought Pendleton oh. was from Oregon. Well, they are, but it's a it's Canadian whiskey. It's a Canadian-style whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. Where, and uh, I, I honestly, that's recording this one of my talk. favorite. Oh, we are. Well, I'm not even on. Oh, yeah, you are. You're on the mic. It's I, picking up. I pointed and I said, Jen, sit down and put your headphones on. Oh, I feel like and you should tell people. Here we are. <laughs> no, that's, that's part Those of it. Those are the easy things. You've got to learn the, the way of the Neanderthals. Yeah, well, we just hit whatever. record when we get back here and start bullshitting. Yeah. We're um, back, by the everyone way. Everyone knows I like my whiskey. The, uh, um, what's, what's the other one that everybody drinks in high school that's absolutely awful? That's R&R? Jim no. Beam. It's a Canadian Jack whiskey. Uh, it comes in the purple velvet. Yeah, oh, uh, Crown Royal. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, like See, Crown. you guys are making fun of my favorites. I like Crown like with that? a cigar. Yeah. Have you ever done that maple Crown? Okay, so here's oh, what you do. No, I hate, don't put sugar in whiskey. This yeah, is one no, of my rants. Don't fuck it this up. This fucking peanut butter whiskey and cinnamon whiskey, fireball bullshit. Whiskey tastes good when it I'm tastes like whiskey. I'm on team with this, Mike. Sorry. Don't put fucking shit in your whiskey. Yeah. Because whiskey is good. Whiskey yeah. is a good flavor. Just like coffee. Go drink your fucking don't, white claws. Don't put sugary don't shit. Don't fuck up my whiskey. Your, yeah, exactly. Don't put sugary shit in your coffee because coffee is a good flavor and you're ruining it. Whiskey is a good flavor unless it's Canadian whiskey. And then in which case, yeah, put all the peanut butter fucking syrup in it you want. <laughs> Being but attacked by the folks right now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like Canadian whiskey either. All right. Yeah. That's why we're married. It's fucking <laughs> hard to thrive being surrounded by haters, Jordan. <laughs> Look at us. I feel, I feel so attacked. Yeah. Bro. I'm um, triggered. But what, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I've never, yeah. honestly, I've never tried that uh, peanut butter whiskey. Um, but it's I've, pretty I've banging in hot cocoa. Just you see, there's certain. Look at that. Like that. They're already bending the rules. Well, there's <laughs> a place for it. If you're on a, yeah. you're on a so. mountain and it's in a thermos, I'm not going to turn it down. Okay, just saying. Yeah. Um, as far as like that, I'm not a fan of uh, what's that cinnamon bullshit? Oh fuck! Fireball, that. fireball, fireball yeah, no. right? I'm Didn't everybody not. have a bad experience with Goldschlager in high yeah, school? Right. And so fireball no. should have immediately been like, no, fuck no. Fireball, I think, took the place of uh, Jaeger, Jaeger. Jaeger. Oh. Yes. Uh, I think fireball I took the place saying. of Z. Uh, of you don't Jaeger hear about Jaeger bombs anymore. No, are, no. You guys are pulling apart my young twenties. Well, right that's what here. I'm saying, right? Like fireball, like stole the scene from from like my generation because everyone was like, oh, fucking fireball, and I was like, I fucking hate cinnamon like yeah. shit yeah. like that to be and fair i kind of wish we'd had fireball and not jaeger i disagree I do? I'm you a like jaeger better jaeger. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a like throwback jaeger. guy i mean I i'm not a fan say, <laughs> i drank a lot of it but i like the fan, i like the black licorice flavor the problem is there was a point where this is in the army and we were getting into bar fights every fucking weekend mm-hmm. and finally my buddy casey goes let's not drink <laughs> 
Jen's laughing, yeah, because of all people to be the voice of reason, Casey is not the Hey, guy. guys, maybe it's the 10 Jaeger bombs we had in the parking lot. <laughs> let's not drink Jaeger bombs. Is, let's try not having any shots of Jaegermeister tonight. We're all like, whoo, a bunch, like bunch of big dumb meatheads. Like, yeah, that sounds okay. Did and you then get the laid? Next, the next morning, no, no. No, still we, no. We had no skills when it came to the women, and we had that retarded haircut. Yeah, um, it wasn't, I, like, I'll be the first like, to say. There is zero chance. Like, yeah, the Ranger Regiment yeah. used to mandate the high and tight, which Greg's is the like, worst. like, I want to hook you up with a Ranger buddy. I'm like, mm, they all look really stupid. Yep, yep. I think they intentionally do that to keep the women away from us. <laughs> and, but uh, <laughs> It's like a penis head with sideburns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, they're tight. kind of emaciated. I don't think they eat. Oh no, we'll that's after Ranger School. Like teasing you. Yeah. Typically when you're back in fighting shape, you get bulked up. Um but anyway, so we, we came back the next morning, you know, and we're we're sitting around having breakfast and we're like, Huh. No no bar fight last night. Maybe that's maybe that let's let's just not drink Jägermeister anymore. <laughs> that's uh that's twenty two year old bro science right there. Have you tried Baron Jaeger? No. Never so Jägermeister are the same company, and they make one called Baron Jaeger, and it's a honey-flavored one. God and it. just like uh, <laughs> just like Jaeger, but Jaeger, they put a bunch of, like, like the kernel herbs and spices in it. You know, it's not just the alcohol. It's a little bit of it's alchemy yeah. with fla- spices, herbs, and it's supposed to. I think that's why you drink a bunch of Jaeger. You're like, I feel... This is a little beyond drunk. I can know? fight everyone. Yeah, but it adds a little something. In that Baron Jaeger, it's a honey-flavored liqueur, but it's got a different set, and it's kind of a different drunk as well. I will say, when we were in Kentucky, we had this amazing honey whiskey, and they, like, yeah, yeah it was, like, honey harvested from their property. But, but it was they, a very light, it, it was wasn't a very like light, sugar water. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't sugary. It had, like, a nice honey yeah. flavor. Like, yeah. they didn't overdo it, and yeah. that one was really good. If you, I was going to say it earlier, I, I don't know how many cigars you guys smoke. I like a couple cigars yeah. every year. Twice a night. But, yeah, right? Whoa. Once this morning. <laughs> but if you take a good Lucky cigar. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years, boys. <laughs> Still smoking cigars. Yeah, that's a cigar. That's a stogie, huh? Yeah. Right. That got derailed. Next up, next up. Derailed, derailed. Mike, why is your face so red? Uh, <laughs> all right. I got ground in the mat today. Yeah. Well, we talked mountain climbing, and now let's let's talk about the attack in the garage. So I think it was about a year and a half ago, April of 22. Is that correct? 2022? That sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I want you to tell the story. So walk us, start but, us with... But, uh, oh, hold on, hold oh. on, hold on. Before you, you... I'd like you guys to lead in because there was there was a situation in which you had had uh, a feeling about this individual. Yeah. yeah let, no, well, I can so start let, with that. Yeah, I'll start yeah with for that. sure. For sure. So um, beginning of 2020, I... So I had done Orange Theory for a few years and they're a fitness gym if you haven't heard of them and I was like you know I really want to coach that would be a great part-time job for me while the kids are younger what do I need to do to do that so I had went through like the schooling the training whatever passed the test and I was like okay I can go coach now this is awesome and then boom the pandemic hit and it was like gyms are closed so we not electric north yeah well we not our fucking garage so we very Mm -hmm. quickly realized like this isn't going to work People need fitness. So I had started training people in my garage. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to run classes out of my garage. I'm going to buy as much workout equipment as I can. I know how to write a good workout. And that community built. And 
eventually like this guy. So I didn't know he was a neighbor. Well, hang on. So j- you kind of glossed over. She, she did start running uh, fitness classes out of the garage and for about a year and a half there while the gyms were closed, it was pretty successful. Yeah. I'm not good at tooting my own horn, but, um, it, it would, it would go well. Yeah. You no, know, we built a good community and I felt really good about it. It was really fun and I, I do miss it. Um, but I think this, this neighbor, so I didn't know he was a neighbor at first. I think he kind of like took a shine to us, I guess. Um, the first weird incident, and I didn't know he was a neighbor at this point. Toby, of course, was working. It was a Saturday and I was running a class and I came out and he's like sitting on my lawn reading our newspaper. <laughs> and, and this I, is a large man. This, this is, is a 250 small. pound, very big man. And Toby's not home. And I got, and I got class to start and I'm like, His legs are crossed. He's not, like, in an aggressive stance. He's reading my fucking paper, which is weird, but, like, he's not, like, trying to be aggressive. And I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm just going to ignore him. I feel like he wants a reaction. Like, is he trying to, like, do some TikTok video where I yell at him and tell him to get off my lawn, put down my paper? I don't know. Yes. Oh, well. Do we want to go there? No. You're thinking about it. Yeah. I know. Well, you know what? You know what? Let's go there. We can talk about it. So the Black Lives Matter you know, riots and all the craziness around George Floyd had started and this man is black. Yeah. And so like part of me, because of everything that was happening in the media was like, he's trying to get a reaction. Like, is he just taunting me, reading my paper? So I go fucking Karen on him and he can like put up a video that I went Karen on him to put down my fucking paper. (laughs) You know, and I'm just like, I don't have time for this. He's not threatening me. He's fine. Enjoy the paper, dude. And so like everybody came in, I ran my class and then they left And he, like, calmly put the paper in my recycling and then, like, was going to walk away. And so, yeah, and I couldn't help it. I was like, good stuff in there? (laughs) And he's like, oh, yeah, lots of good stuff. I'm like, cool. You know, and then he left. And I'm like, okay, that was fucking weird. And then I found out from one of my clients that he had tried to get in her car before I came out. So had I known that, I would have treated it a lot differently. So apparently he had, like, knocked on her window and was like, can I come in? And she was like, no, you know, and then he uh, like proceeded to read the paper in my front lawn. I didn't know that. So that was like weird. So in my mind, he wasn't a neighbor. He was just like some random like drunk guy on drugs, like whatever. Like, you know, he wandered into the neighborhood. I don't know. He's gone now. Probably never going to see him again. And then like a few months later, we're running class at night. Again, Toby is gone. Why is Toby always gone? (laughs) And then this guy comes trucking up the driveway and is like, oh, are we working out? Can I come in? And I'm like, no, no, you cannot come in, you know, like, whoa. And he just kind of looks at me pissed and he's like, whatever. And he like stomps off. I'm like, okay, holy shit. You know, this is weird. So I talked to Toby about it. I'm like, this is, this is not normal. Like what is going on? So between the two of us, we decide I'm going to have this can of bear mace in the garage in case this guy comes back. Like what's wrong with him? You know, don't see him again for six months. I don't know about you guys, but six months. I'm not forgotten. Thinking, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like over. It didn't even happen. Right. Like it's non-issue. 10 a.m. Sunny Friday morning. Class is over. I'm stretching in the garage. Two, two of my gals are lingering in the street by their car. They just happen to stay back and they're chatting. Otherwise I would have been completely by myself. Yeah. And he comes up out of nowhere and is like in their face with this box. And I can't hear what he's saying, but he's in their face. 
my friend Lana. Okay, so he's carrying a cardboard he's box. He's carrying a cardboard box. And he's like kind of aggressively shoving it in their face and saying something, but I can't hear it. But I can see Lana trying to get away from him. So she tries to get into her car and he blocks her and he like puts his arm out and prevents her from getting in her car. So this is where shit's starting to get real. And she comes around the back of her car trying to get away from him and he's chasing her. So I didn't even think about it. It was just like instinct. And I come running out of the garage and I was like, you need to go home right now. Like cause at this, this point we knew he was a neighbor, you know, cause he's been in the, you know, it's like the third time this happened. I'm like, you need to get out of here. You need to go home right now. And then he just like turns on me and it was like slow motion, like underwater. And he must've came at me pretty fast, but in my mind, it was like a weird slow, slow motion some crawl. matrix shit. Yeah. yeah, it was some matrix shit, right? But he must have ran at me. And I was like scrambling to get to the workbench because six months ago, is the bear mace even there? I don't even know, right? Do I even know how to use it? Like your mind is so flooded. So I'm reaching back, trying to find the bear mace. Thank God it's still there. And I grab it and he goes to grab my arm. And at this point, Lana has hopped in her car. She's laying on the horn. The other gal, Melita, is screaming. And Lana is just like honking her horn over and over and over again, which was a good thing to do because it got the neighbor's yeah, attention. Really, that was yeah. smart. Yeah, that was super smart. Um, so he like kind of gets distracted for just like a millisecond and looks out at Lana laying on her horn. Like, what's all this noise about? Just enough time for me to like just douse him right <laughs> right in the face right in the face yeah but then i'm like is that enough so i'm just like unloading i'm like i'm gonna <laughs> unload this entire can of bear spray on you like until it's empty basically it's oh yeah you yeah. know like well he was kind of a grizzly He's a like, grizzly to, he needs like, that bear man honestly even if i knew how to fight unless i'm like a pro female fighter i'm not taking down a 250 pound very solid man even then myself i'm a male and i'd use like, bear mace yeah. before grappling it's, totally it's the first he, line of defense the yeah. grappling's your last line of defense well, well not to mention if you think you're gonna grapple someone on a concrete garage floor you're gonna get fucked up even yeah if you, yeah. even Thank if you. you are the better fighter bear yeah. mace sounds great so yeah. anyway i unload the bear mace on him and then he drops this mystery box and he goes running towards the pond. So we have a pond across the street <laughs> from us. And he just, and this is like, he just jumped in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. He jumps into the pond. My favorite detail. You did, you did follow him down the driveway, continuing to spray. No, I correct. emptied that fucking can. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I was, Chased I mean like, off. oh yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was not convinced that he wasn't coming back. So he runs off, and then our neighbors, God bless them. So then out comes Derek and Tim. Derek works from home because this is, like, still kind of pandemic-y times. Yep. Thank God. And so Derek comes out with a baseball bat. Tim has a golf club. And, like, they're, oh, yeah. like, ready to throw down. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, sweet. You know. About to and take them to the back nine. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So they go out that way, and I, like, call 911, and I'm, like, kind of shook, and I'm like, ladies, in the house now, like, Lock the door. And then I called you and it was so funny. This conversation is priceless because I called Toby at work and I'm like, so just bear me some guy in the garage. It's fine. You don't need yeah, to come she home. She Everything's started good. The so we have a rule that <laughs> you don't call me at work unless it's important because I'm going to answer. Yeah. So don't call me to say, hey, see how your day is going. Call me only if it's important and I'll know that if the phone rings and it's her, I need to answer. Yeah. So I answer the phone and she leads with, hey, I don't want you to panic. The sheriffs are here, and I'm okay. And I was like, <laughs> okay, uh, so I guess I better get back. And I was like, wait a minute. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, everything's fine. Threat has been neutralized. Go back to work, honey. And he's like, wait a minute. 
fuck that. I'm coming home. And it was so funny because when he finally did get home, I was so happy to have him home. But at the time I was like, there's no more problem. The problem is gone. You can just work. Everything's fine. Uh, Cause I still hadn't like came down from the adrenaline. I don't think. Yeah. And so anyway, he goes over to the pond the sheriffs are like coming. So I'm talking to them on the phone. I'm telling them what happened. The neighbors are now out. Everybody's on guard. One of our neighbors says, I'm going to go down to the house that I think he lives at. I'm going to go see if anyone's home. And at this point, the sheriffs had not arrived. At this point, the sheriffs were coming in in full SWAT because he had a record. We didn't know this, but they, I think, knew the situation. But I think it took, what, what was their response time on this? 10 minutes, 12 minutes, because, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust okay. my sense of time in this, yeah. in this situation. Well, go ahead. You, you finish. Cause yeah. then I, I have some comments. And then we'll do that. the follow-up questions. But so she goes to go check out the house. Right. So unbeknownst to us, he had almost killed his own mother. So he had hit his mom repeatedly with a blood force object in the head. Um, before coming down to our house. So had we known that before he came down, we might have handled the situation very differently. And I probably would have oh, been... puts a whole different I would have probably been more afraid. Yeah. You know, like, I think I... Like, because I had no fear. I was just yelling at him. And yep. I was just, like, yep. I don't even know. Um, but I'm sure had I, like, had the full context, like, it probably would have changed the reaction. So yep. she goes down there. She screams right when the sheriffs are coming into the neighborhood. So then things kind of go crazy. So she's yelling at one sheriff, like, you need to get in here now. The other sheriffs are going after him. Our neighbors are like just following him because now he's left the pond. He's on the move. He could go into someone else's garage. So did they're he like, get in the pond. Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he was rinsing his wash face out off. Mesa. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So he's, that is a nasty ass. Pond. Oh yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. What's yeah. yeah. Mesa's worse. I think yeah. probably yeah. you got to do what you got to do. So yeah. then he's on the move now. So then our two neighbors next door, they're following him and they're not like attacking him. They're not going after him, but they're like, we're just going to watch him and make oh. sure he doesn't go into someone else's garage. Like there's kids in the neighborhood. Right. Um, so they stay with him. And so then part of the sheriff goes to handle the situation with the mom and like her body was cold like she almost died yes let me interject here a few things so when the 911 call came in and this is me you know after everything happened talking to one of the detectives that came to the house and according to him the 911 call came in and what was transmitted from the dispatcher to the deputies was there's been a disturbance in a neighborhood. A guy was in somebody's garage, and now he's roaming around the neighborhood. So to them, that's kind of a low-priority call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they came. Because we didn't know. Yeah, I think their response time, I think it was around 12 or 15 It was still pretty, before. I mean, I, oh, no, I have I'm no not, complaints. I'm not, I'm not blaming them. Yeah. What I'm saying is that, you know, one of the morals of the story we'll get into here is you need to be ready to, you know, do for yourself because that that attack had he got a hold of you that would have been over in 40 seconds he could have killed me and yeah if if the deputy is eight minutes out at best i mean that's yeah. that's best case well, i mean how many times the, the reality is is like how many fights besides the ufc last more than eight minutes never oh no a street you know fight I mean? doesn't last longer yeah. than a minute yeah. and a half no. no um so they they had got sort of this low priority alert so a couple of cars had come cruising into the neighborhood and it was when this other neighbor, after finding the mother's body, came running out into the street sort of uh, in despair and said, I need help in here right now. They went in. Everything escalated from yes. there. And yeah. so they, the mother, thank God, survived and she's okay. However, 
she was in such bad shape that they they closed our entire street for five days and investigated it as a murder because they did not. And she was transported as expectant, which means they expect yeah. her to die. It was a crazy crime scene in our neighborhood. That yeah. was insane. Yeah. The fact that she pulled through is a miracle. Um, and the, like for all intents and purposes, this guy had just killed his own mom. And now he's in our garage coming after Jennifer. Yeah. So he had kind of, so he was like on the move. And so I'm like, going to stay in the house. I'm not coming out anymore, obviously. Yeah. But but our neighbors next door are following him just to make sure, you know, and so they're Good sticking with him. Good on them. 100%. Like, that's what real that's what real men do. Like, fuck yeah. Go get a bat in the golf club and please make sure he doesn't, like, go after you know, a kid or someone else. Like, scary. Um, and the cops, to take him down, had to shoot him with, like, rubber bullets. Like, they, like I mean, he did not took go... took three police officers He did not go easily. Like, they had to... It was it was pretty bad, you know? Like, he didn't go easily. So, um, but yeah, and it was kind of crazy because we didn't know what had happened with his mom. Um, you know, we didn't really have a lot of answers. And I remember I went up hiking. I went with some friends up to Artist Point. I'm like, I just got to get out of my neighborhood. Like, the whole street's shut down. I don't know what's going on. Like, I just got to get out of here. This is crazy. And so one of the sheriffs called me on my way back from Artist Point and for some reason was feeling real honest and was like, I got to tell you, that's the worst crime scene I've ever seen in my entire career. Like, cool. You know, he's like, that's the bloodiest, worst crime scene I've ever seen in my entire life. And so that's his own mother. So then it's like, whoa. So then the wheels are turning. Like, what could have happened to Lana? What could have happened to me? You know, like, he did that to his own mom. So. Well, it just kind of goes to show, like, you guys had a, you you felt a need to have a reaction plan put in place, and you executed it exactly how you needed to. Yeah, yeah and that's super important for people to do. Another uh, key point is that we also spent a, like, it wasn't even enough, and, but we spent a few minutes just looking at the little safety switch you got to pop off, and like mm-hmm. we didn't practice it because we didn't want to pull the pin out and then accidentally yeah. fire. Is the, the shit thing. going off? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mason yourself. But, but the new rule is take the safety off. So even when I was at the farm a few weekends ago and I'm talking to your mom, I'm like, take the fucking safety off. Yeah. I'm like, if you accidentally mace someone, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But the the half a few seconds to get the when you don't remember how to take the safety off the bear mace and yeah. someone's attacking you, you know, just take the fucking safety off. Yep. It's not a gun. A so. Glock doesn't have a safety. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. yeah, no, but I mean, honestly, ours still had the safety on it, so I had to figure out when you're that in that kind of adrenaline how to flick the orange this, yeah, how to get that orange piece of off and flick it off, and I lost a few seconds, so I'm like, if you got bear mace for protection and it's not against bears, like, just take the safety off. Yeah, well, yeah. thank God your friends kind of stuck around or, you know, Oh, I would have been totally by myself. Bit, when I, I replay it in my head, too, I'm like, what if I've been getting the mail? Oh, yeah. yeah. He could have wandered That's down. That's my paper. He would yeah, say. no, no. If I was just getting the mail, I couldn't have got my bear mace. You know, yeah. he would have yeah. caught me. Yeah, our, where, our, where you, our where mailbox is away from our house. And, like, if he came down then, you know, where I just, you I just happened the, in, to be in the garage. Oh, you were inside the garage? I when happened came? to be stretching in the garage. Okay. And my friends happened to be right out front. Yeah. So it was just, and like, the timing of that. And then also, his mom would have died. Had we not been out there working out, his mom yeah. would have been dead. That's no true. one would yeah, have found her. If he her. would have just gone wandering around the neighborhood for yeah. half Yeah, so hour. I feel like oh, it was... Oh, and who knows if he would have gone back and just been like, oh, a couple last shots. Well, I feel like it was meant to be because she she would have 100% died had yeah. he not came down and messed with us. Like, yeah. And like, just, just to be clear, like, 
I'm almost 100% positive he's schizophrenic. Like, this isn't just some, I'm like... sure. Well, I'm just saying, this isn't just, like, some evil... Yeah, yeah there's the mental illness. Yeah, there's there mental sure. illness there, for sure, which doesn't make it any better. But, yeah. like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. So the point, I guess, of all that yeah. is, like, be prepared, yeah. you know? Yeah, be prepared, but also uh, recognize, like, you had seen this guy around your neighborhood, and how yeah. many other couples might have been like, hey, honey... This guy's kind of crazy. And the husband goes, well, you know, He's fine. just keep your He's guard up. He's just a little different. Just be it's aware. Okay. Keep your guard up. But you guys physically enacted like, hey, in case something really goes down, yeah. here's your weapon. Here's what you yeah. do. If have a you, plan. If you guys might have been like so many normal people, just keep an eye on them. Yep. Well, keeping an eye on them might Because guess what? When that fuck. adrenaline happened and I had, yeah. I had seconds to react, I was like, how fast can I get to the workbench? I freaking hope the bear mace is still there because it had been six months. So yeah, yeah. It's it was just like everything. Such a good reaction on your everything part. Everything lined yeah. up. Yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you hope that you're going to react the right way because they say it's not just fight or flight. You know, it's freeze too. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen people freeze and like that would not have been good. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Good on you for not freezing because mm-hmm. a lot of people would have just stood there and waited to. Yeah. Well, oh and then God, who, who knows? Don't let this happen. Who knows me. what your neighbor or your uh, clients would have done? Would they have frozen up too? Well, all of a sudden I, I'm got grateful a hold of you it was Lana because Lana was in there making some noise. So I'm grateful. Like those two would not have left me or ran away. So yeah, I'm grateful they were there yeah. for support too. Um, well, probably one of the more important questions of this whole thing is what was in that box? Okay, so <laughs> honestly, like I know, like you think it's gonna be a severed finger. It's not actually less creepy. So it was, it was his mom's glasses splattered with blood, <laughs> and like some weird <laughs> supplements that he had made. Like Alpha it's, brain. It's not actually. <laughs> it's not actually like less creepy than what you're thinking. No, so. that's. I. I honestly, I thought it was. Gonna yeah. Be like no, some it was like splattered with his mom's blood. That's and her, and her, and, Yeah, and her glasses, and so like then he. My I, memento. Yeah, and so then it well. Not really. He just, so he had went up to my friends and I didn't know this till afterwards because I couldn't hear them. But how this started was he ran up to them in the street and was like, you want to buy some sups? Want to buy some sups? And they're like, no, no, get away from me. No. He's like, these bitches like to work out. Yeah. He's like, you, yeah, <laughs> no, they, 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 they weren't drugs. I like, honestly, like, I mean, it's they sad. Were, weren't they in prescription pill bottles? Well, like we laughed, but like he, I think, was enamored with what we were doing there. And so yeah. that was why yeah. he was down there. Like, he he obviously had a fair amount of muscle on him. So he, oh. hello, hello, hey. 4th of July. We are recording this on the 4th of July, so the festivities may be starting early. Incoming ordinance. Right. But, like, he... I thought something downstairs, He liked though. working out, you know. Sean and so Baker's I think he, <laughs> he, like, wanted to join us, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that was part of his fixation with my house, with my garage. Like, he wanted, I think, like, some weird part of his brain Wanted to be a part of what we were doing. Wanted to join you or saw pretty so, ladies? Well, I think probably wanted both. to join us. Probably both. Probably both. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it, you know, we kind of talk about being an entrepreneur and, like, you kind of shut them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Golden opportunity, that's, that's Jordan. failure to launch. I know. Mid-workout, some giant-ass guy is trekking up to my garage like he owns the place. You want we some sucks? You want some sups? Yeah. Sounds like discrimination to me. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> These things will make you a beast in the octagon. Come see what I did at my house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, check it out. Now, yeah. honestly. See the glasses? Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't talk about this with not saying that it's a sad story because yeah, I, yeah, I didn't realize, is, but I had met him when he was a teenager 
And I didn't know that until talking to some of his family, but like he was a nice kid. Schizophrenia is a real, real bitch, you yeah, know, like kind of caught up with, yeah, him he was a nice kid and schizophrenia hits later in life. And like, it's, it, it is a sad story, you know, I mean, it doesn't, like mid twenties doesn't or, mean he's yeah, not dangerous yeah. and so it doesn't mean what he did is okay. I'm but out of the like, danger zone. You're a suspect. It's sad. Okay. Yeah. 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 But as sad as it is, it's like, but that's a reality. There's yeah, dangerous no people out yeah. there and as sad as it is. Yeah. What do I do? Feel worse for them or be prepared yeah. for that moment? Uh, a sad motherfucker comes up. Well, and so me. his family wants yeah. him out. We want him in, you know, yeah. and, and we all live on the same street still. Talk about they want him awkward. out. They bailed him out. They, and, He's back and, in. And the but county they let did him bail out. him out and the county let him out. And he, yeah. so there, here's a little background is he had an w- active warrant in King County, the next county over for a home invasion where he had been shot. And so he has not well, he in the right fucking learn. spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, and I, I don't even think they had him in jail in Snohomish County, and I don't think they transported him to King County to go face charges. No, they didn't they, care. They yeah, but this state does nothing exactly. for mental health. Exactly. What do you do for mental health? We don't do anything. Yeah, they don't do anything. Yeah. We give you a drug encampment to live in and get more fucked up yeah. instead of really offering true guidance and counseling and yeah. rehabilitation. Yeah. Good luck. And we're supposed to be the blue compassionate state. Go, exactly. fuck, go fuck yourself. Well, and yeah. it's so sneaky, too, because I feel like he, you know, he might be okay if he's medicated, but you're taking on this. Not worth it. You're No, it's not. You're taking on this <laughs> risk where if he's not, we now know what he's capable of. And how do you take on that risk? So, like, yeah. when they bailed him out, they, like, brought him down to Texas to live with his aunt and her freaking kids. And worse. yeah, no, you're going to take on that liability. Like you're going to put your children at risk. Like you're going to love gonna makes you do on. some weird shit though. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just, I'm sorry. Like I, I don't know the right answer, but I don't think that's it. I mean, I wouldn't put my kids at that kind you of You almost risk. wonder if the, the aunt knew the full story. Oh, they you know? did. Oh, they she was, did. She sat yeah, in the court. No, they did. Oh, did she? Yeah. yeah no, okay. they did. Well, They're just blinded by it. Like know, I, I, yeah. I actually talked to the judge and I was like, I think this family needs protection from themselves. Yeah. Because like he now like and Toby's like next to me and he's like, you need to say history of extreme violence because they're like puffing him up into what he used to be. And now it's like, no, now he has this history of extreme violence. Yeah, like it's, it's th- a this, Jekyll, this is Mr. what Hyde he's capable of. Like this could happen yeah, again. Yeah. And if it does and you bring him in a house with your kids, it's your fault. Yeah. And if it happens to someone on your street and you bring him there, it's your fault. You know, yeah. this is what he can do. Yep. He did it to his own mom. And yeah, apparently he's like I said, he's got a warrant for breaking and entering in another county. So it is it wasn't his first time going wandering and getting off the reservation. You know, how or, fucking wild is it? What you can get away with? It, yeah. You know, when I was a kid, yeah. I was I was raised by parents that were like strict as shit, and not not super strict, but they were just like, "This is right, this is wrong. You do this, and you're you're fucked." And that's what I've thought my whole life. And then I hear about stuff like this where this guy goes and does this, gets bailed out. Mm-hmm. He has a breaking entering warrant. Yeah. And he doesn't have to deal with it. You know, I, I feel like if I, I just paid a fucking toll. And they yeah. were like, if you, yeah. if you don't pay this, we're going to take yeah. away your ability to get your. I car stopped and talked tabs. to an Amazon driver outside the. The company I not not the company we work for directly, but outside our customers' campus, and he was raging in his van because he had been given a parking ticket while <laughs> delivering to to this business. 
I was like, dude, did, did the meter maid come by and give you a fucking parking ticket? And he's like, these motherfuckers. And I was like, man, sorry, man. I just kept on walking. But, you know, I don't know what an Amazon delivery driver makes, probably 25 or $30 an hour in a city where that doesn't buy anything. And so here you have this parking enforcement officer driving around. I, I would assume it's like a $120 ticket. And what does that do to that guy's I life? I got one. Like when your finances are already that tight, gas is going up, food is going up. Jay Inslee is just raping the state with various gas taxes, and he wants to put in a mileage tax and a carbon tax. And so here's here's this bullshit fucking Seattle Police Department meter maid putting around in a fucking propane golf cart writing parking tickets for an Amazon driver who's delivering a package to someone who's in a hospital. And it's like, dude, what the fuck is this city doing? What the fuck is this state doing? This is, this is so fucking backwards. Mm-hmm. They're bleeding their citizens. It's, it's exactly I mean, what they're doing. If, if you wanted, you could find that homeless guy for loitering or trespassing. But he doesn't have a checking account. And this, exactly. this is a point. I so think we brought money. this up on an early episode. Laws only apply if you have a checking account. Yeah. And if you don't, it's like a free-for-all. Nobody cares. The cops don't do anything. The state doesn't try to enforce anything. But they look at someone like us who has money, and it's like, oh, oh, we can get you. And well, it's happening at a federal level, Yeah, too. well, why do you think they want that digital currency? Yeah. So they can just go, oh, mine. Yeah. It's not even an option. Yeah. You go, nope, you're just not going to get it. Here you go. That's right. Yeah, shut that account down. Thanks, yep. boys. We'll collect interest on this uh, while you're on probation. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. That's why barter makes sense. Yes, it does. A hundred percent. Gold I've, and silver, you know. Even tobacco. Tobacco, That's, coffee, whiskey, yeah, marijuana. Exactly. You yeah. name it. Salt, pepper. My body. Oh, yeah. shit. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't get much. <laughs> I'm pretty hungry. I'm going to be honest. Got I, got, I, got, I got half a warm beer. <laughs> Jordan, what kind of meat are we eating at the river, most importantly? Oh, uh, honestly, I think uh, I'll do some ribs. Uh, some of those uh, pork ribs. Nice. Yeah. Short ribs, St. Louis cut. Yeah. Put up. All right, to rein it back in, a couple of good lessons learned here, um, especially because of training Northwest and teaching the firearms classes. People love to approach me and say, hey, man, I want to get a gun for home defense. What should I get? And I always respond with bear spray. And they look kind of confused and crestfallen because they wanted me to tell them to go get an AR-15 or a fucking machine gun or whatever. And uh, (laughs) the reality is if you're not taking the time to train like regularly – and you pull out a firearm in the middle of the night or even in the middle of the day in a highly charged situation where you're full of adrenaline and excitement and fear and cortisol. It's like this this shitty cocktail that makes you do wild, mm-hmm. crazy shit. And you just start blasting rounds. It's hard enough. Like when folks come out to the range to train, you find out how hard it is to hit a target on a flat range when you're standing still and calm at seven meters with a nine millimeter pistol. Mm-hmm. It's not that easy. So add that... Add that uh, that cocktail of hormones in there, and all the 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 stress and emotion in there. Maybe it's dark. Maybe you just woke up from a dead sleep. You're probably gonna miss. And when you miss, where does that bullet go? Because sheetrock and two by fours don't stop a nine millimeter bullet. No, they do not. If kids in the house, you have neighbors next door. You don't know where that bullet's gonna land. You can go fucking hog wild with some bear spray, 
and everybody's going to be alive tomorrow. Season them you, up real yeah, nice. If you actually, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you accidentally bear spray your kid, <laughs> I might do it on purpose one of these days. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought we were being broken into. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Dad, I was laying in my Just bed. kicking his door. <laughs> <laughs> so here's uh, a funny story. Love you, boys. <laughs> yeah. When Nathan was like five, probably, I remember waking out like, dragging myself i was in like this tunnel i was dead asleep and i remember knowing that someone was rustling around downstairs in our house and it was like i was at the end of a long dark tunnel and i had to drag myself all the way out of it and come out of this dead sleep and i was like aggressively too yes and i'm like oh my god somebody's downstairs and because i was in that like ranger kill mode i didn't even think to go to the little because i don't leave guns unlocked so i have a little you know, safe on top of my dresser with a pistol in it. And I was, I just bypassed that bitch and went storming down the stairs and I could see the kitchen light was on and I could see a shadow and hear somebody rustling around in there. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to cut, cut the angle on that door and come through there. Like I'm back playing free safety, filling C gap and this motherfucker's getting blown up and then it's on. Yeah. And so you can't I, tell those shadows four foot tall. <laughs> well, well, the shadows are weird. Yeah, lengths, that's what, you know I mean, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And so I come busting around that corner and just go, <laughs> and here's, here's Nathan, and he falls down and starts crying. <laughs> ah! Like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. What are you doing? He's like, I just wanted some milk. He, he's always, <laughs> su- yeah, he was always such an early riser. Uh, uh-huh. This was at like one, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. This wasn't. He was up middle. Right. Of the he, night. He, he was up in the middle, middle of the night. Of the night. Okay. Wanted a glass of okay. milk, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm, I'm so about sorry." To light him up. <laughs> now you got Taco Cat attacking you in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. After all the shit I've talked about, not liking cats. We got a cat. You like y'all. cats? You drink lattes? I like What's a cat. Yeah. For you, I like a Dude. cat. Uh-huh. Yeah, we like one cat. You know How what? long till our next Broadway show review? I know, right? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I've always liked the barn cats at the farm. Yeah, yeah. But I've always said cats belong outside in the barn, killing mice the way they do. Yeah. And we've had a few that were friendly and would come in the house during the day. But as long as they had that, like, you know, it's funny is Taco Cat has the killer instinct. When the sun hits that, uh, when the sun. Taco Cat, the gold backwards, the gold now. Still Taco Cat. It's a palindrome. Go ahead, write it out. Taco Cat, backwards, still Taco Cat. Yeah. Figure Um, it out, Jordan. Race car. I get it. (laughs) I'm not an idiot, guys. Okay. Okay. I'm dyslexic. There's a difference. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. Well, now you just. And like some people do this weird shit where it's like they make their cat stay in the house and the poor cat sits on on the windowsill and stares out the window at real life, passing it by. And yeah. Fuck that shit. And so Taco Cat, when the when the sun's dipping low, he gets that uh, he gets that little turns into a fuzzy little demon, if and he you, wants to go out and kill. So if, I'm like, you know what? I'm cool with a cat that wants to live like a cat. If yeah. you if Sergeant Folk yeah. lets him sleep on his chest, that's oh, during yeah. the day. Let's be real. And that's yeah. only because yeah. he has killer instincts. You yeah. love yeah. the cats. <laughs> that's not witching hours. Yeah, you right. love the cats. Those are daylight hours. I've that's seen three it. o'clock is nap time. I've seen it. And if the cat wants to join in on nap time, it's a free country. Uh, I think it was more like, where's Taco Cat? I want to take a nap with him on my chest. (laughs) Where's my fuzzy mitten, buddy? (laughs) Papa wants to sleep. (laughs) 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 Fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was pretty funny, though. So we found the cat, and I don't like cats at all. And like, I'm with Toby on this one, but I love this cat. It just comes up to me and it's like meowing and it it follows us home. Nathan's like, can we keep the cat? I'm like, no, we can't keep the cat. Like whose cat even is this? 
And it's like attacking dragonflies and it's doing all kinds of cute, adorable shit. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I think it's hungry. I'm going to feed it some tuna. And then I'm like, I think I'm going to feed it some cheese. And now it's our cat. Yeah. yeah. And it was pretty funny because Nathan's like, let's call it puss, like puss in boots. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, how about we call it taco? And then the neighbor kid's like, can we call it pussy taco? No, we yeah, can't call it pussy uh, taco. Yeah. No, for your yeah, no, we cannot call it. Where's pussy. the clam hammer? We I can't see him around. Get him in here. We we can't call it pussy. We can't call it pussy taco, Camden. No, we can't. But now there's a little beef curtains. But even now he's like, where's pussy taco? No, Camden. Damn it, Camden. His name is Taco. I think my neighbors have an OnlyFans account. The things I hear come out of their <laughs> house is wild. Pussy taco. <laughs> We're yelling at all manners at night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yelling for him. Where in the is dark. he? Where is he? Come back. Taco. Pussy taco. Oh. Taco. It is a good form of organic pesticide, though. I mean, oh, get yeah? rid of mice, moles, everything. Having yeah, a cat true. that's indoor, outdoor. <laughs> everything. Yep. It what does it? kill the flies when they come in, which what, I yeah. appreciate. What do they say, like, outdoor cats account for, like, like two billion, billion birds deaths. in North America? <laughs> yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Just oh, house yeah. cats. Yeah. yeah. That's house, actually very house impressive. House cats kill more animal, more life are yeah. taken by yeah. house really? cats. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They're murderers. Okay. Cats are mur- Cats are... He is a fuzzy no, little I demon. No, I do They're like fuzzy him. little fucking he demons. He has grown on me. Yeah. Yeah. But he's going to shed, and then I'm going to hate him. Yeah. That's so why saber-toothed cats like were a problem. Yeah, Think, right. like, like 10,000 years ago, like, your cat, but, like, 10 feet bigger. long. I had that thought. Would, Just like we always say, we're really lucky that we're bigger than chickens. Cause yeah. We are, rip you we apart. Are, like, yeah. here's this cat sleeping and purring on my chest. But cats aren't like dogs, where it's like, hey, this is my, this is my person. If oh. I were smaller than that cat... He'd yeah. fucking claw oh, me yeah. and eat me, like, immediately. Well, no, no, no. If you die, they'll eat, eat you. you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. if they, they, they I think there's, like. You had to go there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sorry, sorry. Not even a cat. I mean, cat. you're not wrong. If there was yeah. a bumblebee the size Imagine of a Imagine if that guy, leg. if that guy's so mom had a cat. you Pussy Taco's going to eat me if I die? Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. He's going to stop soft and. <laughs> He's going to start in the soft spots. All right. I have different right. feelings about the cat. They're just like lizards. They have no feelings toward you. I think he likes us. Uh, Some yeah. do. That's, that's, I, I that's the majestic cat. You I, know? I think he appreciates the food and the warm, dry place to sleep. I actually kind of dig him because he's just like, I could take it or leave it. And I'm like, fucker, I could take it or leave it too. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. You do you. I yeah. think, see, that's a beautiful relationship. It's a beautiful relationship. <laughs> I'm like, you want to come inside? Great. You want to hey, go outside? Hey, you cute little great. fuck. Come here. Yeah. You, you, you want me to rub bit. your stomach? Look awesome. Now go eat some cheese. Bye. I met him the other day. He was a nice little kitty. Yeah, right? Yeah. No, Jordan instantly was charmed by was he talking? Yeah, I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Never haven't been. Never have. Never haven't been. Cat, cats are like strippers. You're like, I think they really like me, and then it just walks away. <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> You're just here for the fucking yeah, shredded yeah. cheese, yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> they take, take, take. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a good name for one too. Chastity. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Carmen. All right. I think that was the perfect note to yeah, end it on. Yeah, en- we should probably <laughs> end it on that. Cats yeah. are strippers. Yeah. Yep. So, Jen, where can people find? Do you want to put out your Instagram, or do you want that kept quiet? Or Oh, sure. Yeah, no, it's it's fullcat15. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you can follow my little my little adventures, my little she climbing adventures. She puts up some pretty incredible pictures. From, yeah. We uh, try to capture the beauty, and, the and we try to post it. doesn't do it justice, but... Never I, does. I try to hike with people who make me look cooler than I actually am. So some yep. of them are pretty fun. Yep. And for the three handsome men in the room, 
If you guys are enjoying the show, please go to Spotify or the <laughs> Apple app and leave us a review. Once again, it helps us get in front of more listeners. Um, yeah, like I said, the hardest the hardest part of this is just getting the show in front of people. Yep. Uh, you guys got anything else? No, hit us up on Instagram. That's right, Enlighten Neanderthals. On, all one word on Instagram. All right. Send those dick pics to Jordan. Bye, everybody. <laughs>